section twelve of the end of the middle age twelve seventy three to fourteen fifty three by eleanor constance lodge this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami schisms in the papacy in the empire part two there was very little doubt as to who would be chosen to succeed alexander one very energetic cardinal baldassare cosa legate of bologna had been real ruler of pope and conclave since the meeting at pisa he was supported by louis of anjou and had won back rome from ladislas and bought over the orsini family no one dared to oppose him even if they wished it despite his disgraceful private character and the fact that the very good qualities which he possessed were wholly military and secular john the twenty-third was enthroned as infallible head of the church fourteen ten to fourteen fifteen after his conquest of rome the new pope summoned a council there to which few went and of which strange tales are told an owl is said to have haunted john on two occasions first it flew at him whilst he was celebrating mass and the next day it appeared again in the church with its great round eyes fixed on the pope and was driven out with difficulty the superstitious felt that the bird was an omen of misfortune or a sign of divine disapproval even john himself was dismayed john had indeed a very insecure position and many dangers the first problem he had to face was the attitude he should adopt toward german affairs and the imperial schism to understand this it is necessary to go back a little to see what had been happening in the empire all this time and why succession disputes arose there also germany had been passing through a period of great internal disorder wenzel was a bad king as well as a bad emperor and despite the strong position in which charles the fourth had left the house of luxembourg many difficulties were involved in the management of their extensive and scattered territories wenzel succeeded his father when only eighteen years of age and possessed a very little strength of character he was a sort of spoilt child pleasant in appearance affable and attractive in manner but with no idea of either hard work or self-control in the end his love of eating and drinking which he made no attempt to check undermined health looks and character and changed a promising youth into a feeble and despised drunkard he liked to surround himself with favourites and courtiers both as companions and as assistants in the government and these he chose as a rule from the burgher class or from that of the petty nobility this much angered the real aristocracy and old noble families and helped to render him increasingly unpopular a fact of interest for english readers in wenzel's reign is the marriage of his sister anne with king richard the second which formed a very close connection between england and bohemia this was strengthened by the growing influence of the university of prague and its great attraction to scholars results of world-wide importance arose from this connection for the teaching of wycliffe which gave birth to the lollard sect in england and great influence in bohemia where his writings were first published 
and where john hus in particular was attracted by his doctrines and became to a certain extent his disciple wenzel succeeded to great territorial possessions the acquirement of which had been one of the chief aims of charles the fourth he had bohemia silesia and lusatia in his hands moravia was subject to him though immediately under the rule of his two cousins jobst and prokop his younger brother sigismund possessed brandenburg and marriage alliances had created possible claims to various other dominions the first territorial question to arise was that of poland and hungary louis the great king of both these countries had only two daughters mary and hedwig and when he died mary who succeeded was betrothed to sigismund younger brother of wenzel the succession was disputed by charles of naples but in the end sigismund did marry the lady and established his rights although for the time being the queen mother elizabeth kept complete control over the government thirteen eighty seven this however only secured hungary for the poles had chosen as their elected monarch the second daughter of louis hedwig who married jogello of lithuania and founded a new dynasty in this separate kingdom jogello was baptized before his marriage taking the name of ladislas v this robbed the teutonic knights of much of their legitimate occupation since nominally they were fighting in the north against the heathen lithuanians and now their foes were under a christian king wenzel personally was more affected by a war between towns and nobles thirteen eighty seven to thirteen eighty nine which he was totally unable to control and which brought in consequence great discredit on his authority a discredit which tended to weaken his office as well as himself for some time towns and townsmen had been growing in importance they had acquired privileges and trading rights which had increased their wealth and independence whilst the burghers were individually free and collectively strong through their guilds sometimes larger associations were formed with surrounding villages which were admitted to a sort of modified citizenship the chief enemy of the towns was the class of knights and smaller tenants who liked to amuse themselves with pillage and private war such a form of entertainment was naturally extremely bad for trade and not looked on with approval by the burgesses who united to put down the practice princes and great nobles on their side were ready to support the rights of their order and the materials for a really serious quarrel were thus at hand according to the golden bull of charles the fourth cities might not form leagues except for public interests no one however paid much heed to paper prohibitions and an important league was formed of the schwabian cities to check aggressions on the part of territorial magnates such a union was encouraged by the successes which swiss peasants were winning over the Habsburgs, and in thirteen eighty seven a town war actually broke out in schwabia directed particularly against the count of Württemberg, a very determined foe of the burghers in a war of sieges the townsmen knew how to get the better of their opponents but they were not fitted for pitched battles in the open at dufingen they were severely though not disgracefully defeated and their courage was much diminished wenzel had a chance of interfering in this quarrel with effect he might have put a price on his interference and dictated satisfactory terms 
this he neglected to do and the peace of eger which ended the war put further arbitration in the hands of commissioners from schwabia franconia bavaria and the rhine who thus did the work which the emperor shirked the league of towns was followed by a league of nobles this time against wenzel himself and his unpopular favourites and amongst his most determined opponents was his cousin jobst of moravia this jobst has been called by a contemporary writer the most learned prince of his time but probably the competition for such a title was not very high in any case the moravian margrave loved money even better than books and never bought his literature but only borrowed it one thing jobst did buy however and that was part of brandenburg from wenzel's brother the poverty-stricken Siegismund, but he chiefly used this possession to gain more money by reletting portions of it and he allowed every sort of disorder and highway robbery to continue unchecked now at the head of the bohemian nobles he made himself extremely inconvenient to wenzel who was taken prisoner in his own country and only freed by the exertions and the money of his brother john of gerlitz his only whole-hearted supporter possibly most of the stories which have been circulated about wenzel in order to explain his unpopularity are quite untrue but they show that no shred of respect hung round his memory according to these legends he used to run about the streets of prague beating poor men and destroying statues and works of art while one of his favourite amusements was to watch the executioner at work and to superintend in person the infliction of cruel punishments such as putting a cook who had prepared a bad dish on the spit what shall i write good of this wenzel asks one chronicler nothing he was less the king of the bohemians and romans than their executioner detested by clergy and people by burghers and peasants he was only beloved by the jews the deposition of wenzel however was not a personal matter but the result of the great disorder of christendom and his utter incapacity to take any strong line he did nothing to heal the schism and was fast letting the empire fall to pieces the electors wrote in thirteen ninety seven the empire is no longer ruled by a strong hand so that war prevails all over the country and no one knows from whom to demand his rights on the west the dukes of burgundy were becoming more and more independent and were gradually increasing the territory under their sway in italy imperial influence was totally abandoned wenzel himself had recognized galeas visconti as duke of milan and this able tyrant was fast building up a large and independent duchy in the north whilst the submission of genoa to the french king meant a great extension of french influence in the peninsula it was france again which seemed to be taking the lead in the efforts to end the papal schism in fourteen hundred the electors endeavoured to put a stop to the humiliation of germany and the empire by the deposition of wenzel and the election of rupert count palatine the new emperor if so he can be called was a man of considerable force of character full of activity and ambition but totally unable to carry out his aims a strong heart strong head but short of means as carlyle says for ten years he struggled to maintain his authority and he made vain attempts to reassert imperial authority in italy and to curb the overgrown power of the milanese visconti in 
his death in fourteen ten left the empire if possible more feeble and more divided than ever whilst he had ruined himself in the effort and had to sell his own goods to pay his personal debts in fourteen ten the electors unable to agree chose as rivals to the position which wenzel had never formally relinquished his brother sigismund and his cousin jobst thus the empire like the papacy was the prey of three rival claimants this however proved to be the end of jobst who died three months later having added considerably to the general confusion with little permanent result he was thought a great man wrote one chronicler but there was nothing great about him but the beard sigismund fourteen ten to fourteen thirty eight was now really emperor he easily came to an agreement with wenzel who was fond of his brother and also fond of repose according to this arrangement sigismund was only to take the title of king of the romans as long as wenzel was alive but this practically amounted to a complete abdication by the latter of all authority the elder brother remained in prague as king of bohemia until his death in fourteen nineteen he never obtained the imperial crown of rome and he left all his power in the hands of his active-minded junior sigismund was no nonentity whatever else he may have been he was a mass of conceit and restless energy and he interfered in everything though seldom with success he ran ceaselessly from end to end of his dominions and also to foreign lands and wherever he went he carried with him a great idea of his own importance on one famous occasion he made a latin speech in which a mistake in gender occurred one of his cardinals ventured to correct him i am king of the romans and above grammar was the haughty reply an answer which has won for him the title of sigismund super grammaticam in the pages of carlyle the first undertaking of importance to which the new king turned his attention was the healing of the schism john the twenty third had been very anxious to turn the dissensions in the empire to his own advantage and to win help if possible against ladislas who remained obstinately hostile with this end in view he sided with sigismund at the time of the disputed election and germany recognized him as her spiritual head but sigismund once victorious determined to make something out of this alliance and the pope was forced to seal the compact by promising to submit his claims to the judgment of another general council this he did trusting in his own astuteness to save his power all depended on the place selected for the meeting but in a spirit of bravado john left his legates to arrange this with sigismund the monarch induced them to consent to constance as being healthy central roomy and convenient doubtless he did not add that it was an imperial city completely under his control where neither john nor his rivals could hope to gain any influence the pope must have bitterly repented his promise when in fourteen fourteen the death of ladislas of naples freed him from his greatest danger and enabled him to win back rome to his allegiance but it was too late to turn back and in october he set out for the place of meeting through meran he went and over the snowy pass of the alberg whence he looked down on constance 
a trap for fox as he called it with a prophetic fear of what was before him the long schism was to be ended at last end of section twelve